And hello everyone and welcome to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. I am Vic Batista along with Nathan Jones and we are transmitting live from 102.3 FM, truthfm.tv as well as tweetcasting.tv. And of course we would encourage you to pray for our program. Today we're going to be looking at Daniel chapter 11, looking at God's mighty angels in the book of Daniel. Today's message will be that of the Antichrist's demise. And of course, before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this opportunity to study your word. Lord, open Daniel 11 to us so we may understand, we may grow in our relationship with you, and all those listening, Lord, may grow in the knowledge and love of you. In your precious and wonderful name, amen. Amen. Again, you're tuning into a Truth Who Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, as we talk about the Antichrist's demise. Hey, today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel Aventura, Calvary Chapel Broward, and the Truth Will Set You Free Ministry. And of course, you can find more information here at www.twave.tv. Also, want to encourage those of you that are tuned in, if you would like to participate as one of our prayer partners, get a hold of us, and we would love to add you to that list. So you can pray for our programs and our guests here. So we thank you for uh, praying for these programs. And of course, before we continue, I'm going to welcome Nathan Jones to our program. Nathan, it's great to have you on. Hey, as always, brother, great to be on. Absolutely. So, Nathan, tell me, how has your week been so far? How's Texas? Lord's blessing it, man. We finally got winter. And uh, <laughs> it's not like the garden paradise that Miami is, but uh, we're doing well. How are you guys? The same here, Nathan. Interestingly enough, we finally got wintered here. The, the weather has actually dropped here into the 60s. Oh, no. You know, I'm supposed to be coming out and visiting you in two weeks, and I'm expecting beautiful, <laughs> 70, balmy shorts weather. Can you provide that? <laughs> we'll work, but I'm going to put the request in right now. I, I think we can do that. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. Yeah, you, you talk to God and... Give us some good Miami weather. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it is a nice change for us, Nathan, because this summer was incredibly hot. So it is nice to have a little change, you know? Amen, brother. It was very rainy for us. Yes, and I, I, so I am looking so uh, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing you guys, and it's going to be awesome having you here. So talk to us, Nathan. Uh, what is the occasion that you're going to be here for? Well, there's a Bible prophecy conference coming up out in Hylia, and I believe it's called the North Baptist North Hylia Baptist Church, right? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, and uh, Dr. David Reagan and uh, Don Perkins and myself will be there on the last weekend of the month for a three-day Bible conference. It'll go Friday the 29th, Saturday the 30th, and twice on Sunday the 31st, both the morning and the evening. We ask folks to come out to North Hylia Baptist Church and to be blessed to be a great Bible Prophecy Conference. Mm, excellent, Nathan. I, again, I'm looking forward. And also, for those that are tuned in and you're in the area, the local number there is 305-821-4021 to be part of that incredible conference. And um, it's it's always fun. So, Nathan, I'm so glad that you guys are going to be here to bless us with this incredible message that the Lord is going to uh, use you guys mightily, you know? Well, I'm looking forward to it. We were there two years ago, and you blessed us straight to Vic by giving us a tour of your hometown, and, and we just want to bless folks that are in the Miami area. Come on out and uh, learn about the Bible. What does God say about the future? 31% of the Bible is Bible prophecy, so there's a lot to cover. Absolutely. Thank you, Nathan. And Nathan, real quick, also your contact information there, Lamb Lion, and how people can get a hold of you. Folks can check out Dr. Reagan and myself here at Lamb and Lion Ministries at our website, lamblion.com or christandprophecy.org. 
Excellent. Thank you for sharing that, Nathan. And of course, we are very excited for all the wonderful resources that that ministry provides and just to equip uh, the saints for the work of the ministry. So thank you so much for that. And of course, Nathan, you and I, we have been looking here at God's Mighty Angels now in the book of Daniel. And we've spent quite a bit of time in chapter 11. I mean, we almost made a small series out of this. <laughs> we, we really have. I mean, Daniel 11 is one of the neediest chapters in all of the Bible. And you and I have spent, ooh, what, seven, eight programs covering this? Absolutely, absolutely. And well, and, and, and last week's program was especially fascinating uh, to me personally because you began to unravel for us the characteristics of this world leader that is going to rise up in the last days. And of course, we didn't finish all of uh, what that was all about. But can you refresh our memories and then continue to take us through Daniel chapter 11? Okay. Well, Daniel 11, starting with verse 36 and then all through Daniel 12, talks about the future of Israel, the whole sections on the future of Israel. And particularly in this part, at the end of Daniel, Daniel is being given an uh, explanation by the angel that God sent to him of this one world future leader who will come and oppress Israel and conquer the world. And we know he's called the Antichrist through about various verses in the New Testament. And so this one world ruler who has yet to come, but will come one day, is uh, coming to not only conquer the world, but he will be uh, against Jesus Christ. That's why he's called the Antichrist. And so as we went through this passage, we covered various aspects of his personality as the angel revealed to Daniel. Oh, excellent. And of course, Nathan, maybe someone was not tuned in uh, to the program uh, last week or the previous uh, weeks when we started uh, this series. So we want to encourage anyone tuning in to... Uh, Go ahead and grab your Bibles and follow along with us in Daniel chapter 11 as we continue looking at this very powerful uh, portion uh, of Scripture uh, are here today. And uh, Nathan, I would love for you to continue to bring us through this incredible journey uh, again as we pick it up there in chapter 11. Sure. What verse would you like to start with? Uh, Nate, if you don't mind, I think verse, uh, um, uh, maybe if we can read verses 36 through 39 and then continue on verse 39 forward, just in case someone maybe wasn't tuned into our previous programs. Will do. Okay. Well, this is going to explain what this one world ruler, what his personality is like, starting in verse 36. Then the king shall do according to his own will, and he shall exalt and magnify himself above every god. He shall speak blasphemies against the God of God, and he shall prosper till the wrath has been accomplished. For what has been determined shall be done. And he shall regard neither the God of his fathers, nor the desire of women, nor regard any God, for shall exalt himself above them all. But in their place he shall honor a God of fortresses, and a God which his fathers did not know, he shall honor with gold and silver, with precious stones and pleasant things. Thus he shall act against the strongest fortress, with a foreign God, which he shall acknowledge and advance its glory, and he shall cause them to rule over many and divide the land for gain. Mm. And of course, Nathan, you then uh, uh, began to talk to us a little bit about the description of this individual in verses 40 and on. Can you refresh our memories or take us through those next verses? Okay, well, we've been told that the Antichrist is a person who basically worships himself. He doesn't worship God. He doesn't worship any other religion. He's self-worship. Let me find another verses in the Bible that the Antichrist is actually possessed by Satan. Right. So what this really is is Satan wanting the world to worship him. He'll have this god of fortresses that he sets up, some kind of god of war of some sort, which is really, we read later uh, in Daniel, the image of him that he once worshipped. 
similar to when we read earlier in Daniel, how Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had to worship the statue of Nebuchadnezzar. Mm. In the future, the Antichrist, Satan through the Antichrist, will set up the statue of himself to be worshipped. And this person is an ultimate egoist. He uh, has no desire for women, so it's been debated whether he's a homosexual or not. And uh, he will advance all that he does for his own glory. He'll rule over many and he'll divide the lands for his own personal gain. Now, when you think about the way the world is going today, Vic, how there's such a push for a one-world government and yes. a one-world president, which sounds utopian. I mean, it sounds like Star Trek. Hey, great, you know, we have a, uh, he's going to get things done. You know, we'll have a president of the world and, and he'll bring peace. And we read in uh, Revelation uh, chapter um, 13 and in other verses how the Antichrist will come. And he'll come like in peace and he'll bring hope and he'll fix problems. But really, what he is, he's an ultimate egoist and everything he does is for himself. And so he will turn what people are hoping we could into a terrible enslavement of the entire planet. Mm. And this is where we are in the future, and it's a very frightening future when you think about it. Yes. Uh, well, Nathan, I mean, uh, re here in America, uh, and of course, we know that soon we are going to be entering into a new election. And uh, things are, I mean, we see... Uh, how people are desiring someone to come and fix the problems of the world, right, Nathan, politically, and not only that, but what's going on around the world, and we see the stage is set. Well, yeah, it's funny that how much the UN is hoping that they can bring all the countries together, and they'll all sit down and they'll decide and bring peace and, and global governance and all, but we know that global governance is just a thin veneer that disguises uh, Satanism. It's what Satan wants. He wants a global government with him at the head. And the Bible tells us many times, just like here in Daniel 11, that at some point the world will get what they want. They will get a president of the world who will have more power than the president of the United States or the president of Russia or whatnot. And this person, all the nations will be subject to. And in the beginning it will be pretty good because he will bring about peace, he will fix problems, likely uh, an economic collapse, a global economic collapse, uh, uh, famines and wars, he's supposed to stop all that, uh, but in doing so, to, to achieve this, he conquers the world, and then it's just all about him. Mm, excellent point. And Nathan, of course, and, and that's why we want to encourage anyone listening that we need to pray for our country, we need to pray for the future and grab hold of the opportunities that are now uh, to make a difference, because we see that much of what we're looking here in Daniel, although he's speaking prophetically, uh, thousands of years into the future, you and I are seeing that stage set up now in 2016. We are, we are. And uh, it's interesting as we read through this, how the Antichrist, even though he's ruling for a short period, and, and Daniel was given to it, it's called the 70th week of Daniel, a seven-year time period where his rule will come. But when we look here and, and continue on into verses 40 to the end of the chapter, it shows that his power isn't as absolute as he thinks he is. Right. And the people underneath them are, are starting to rebel against them. Excellent point. So, yes, Nathan, please continue to take us through there, verse 40 and on. Well, at that the time of the end, the king of the south shall attack him, and the king of the north shall come against him like a whirlwind, with chariots, horsemen, with many ships. And he shall enter the countries, overwhelm them, and pass through. And he shall also enter the glorious land, and many countries shall be overthrown. But he shall not escape from his hand. Edom, Moab, and the prominent people of Ammon. He shall stretch out his hand against the countries, and the land of Egypt shall not escape. He shall have power over the treasures of gold and silver, and over all the precious things of Egypt. And also, the Libyans and Ethiopians shall follow at his heels. 
But news from the east and the north trouble him, and therefore he shall go out with great fury to destroy and annihilate many. And he shall plant the tents of his palace between the seas and the glorious holy mountains. He shall not. He shall come to his end, and no one will help him. Mm. You know, Nathan, verse 40, that was very interesting. One word that stood out as soon as you started reading, it says, at the time uh, of the end. So right there, it gives us a picture, right? That uh, this was talking about not the time where Daniel was living, but another time period. Excellent point. Yeah, that's one of those uh, key words that were given in the Bible or key phrases. The end times, uh, you see last days or latter years. That's always a reference to the time leading up to the return of Jesus Christ. It's a, uh, I would say it's a key indicator. Uh, it, it gives us a clue that what we're reading isn't history, but future. Now, everything we've been reading up until the, the section here about the uh, verse 29 and all, has been about the kings of the north, which were Syria, the uh, Seleucids, against the king of the south, which was the Ptolemies. When Alexander the Great's empire split amongst four generals, uh, Seleucids were up in Syria, and you had the Ptolemies in Egypt, and they were always duking it out. And that's what we're given here. The angel is telling Daniel the battles between these two, two uh, different generals and their descendants with Israel stuck in the middle. But here, and again, it's an indicator that now Daniel is getting a message that skips over an X amount of years, and we know for a fact it's been you know, over 2,300 years since Alexander the Great, and that they're coming down against uh, the, the king of the north, the king of the south, in rebellion against this world ruler. In other words, the Antichrist kingdom is starting a fraction. Mm, excellent point. And I wanted to just highlight that, Nathan, so people don't get confused, because in the previous chapters, we were talking about different kingdoms and different time periods, but here and on, we're talking about a future event. Exactly, exactly. And we have this great article on our website that's written by our um, senior evangelist, Dr. David Reagan, called The Wars of the End Times, and he lists the nine wars of the end times. And really what we're reading here is the seventh of the nine wars. And Dr. Reagan calls it the Middle East Campaign of the Antichrist. In other words, the Antichrist has been ruling the world for many years. This is likely getting close to the very end of the seven-year tribulation. And the world's a mess. God has poured 21 judgments on the world. We're talking about the waters destroyed, the ecosystem destroyed, nations destroyed, economies, uh, the death of half the world's population, demonic intervention, uh, solar flares. Uh, brother, you name it. The Lord is judging the earth at this time period. And the people who have had to submit under the Antichrist aren't liking it anymore. Now, we know that the Antichrist divides up the world under ten kings, right. with him being the top one. And so what we're seeing here is the king of the north, and I don't believe that this is now just Syria. I believe this is the king that covers whatever province, maybe uh, Russia and, and the, maybe Europe or something, but he, he's ruled over a bigger chunk than just Syria. And the king of the south has got to be bigger than just Egypt. Likely, he's the king over all of Africa. Right. And then we got the kings of the east which are those in, in Asia. So we're talking about a total rebellion of three of the kings against the Antichrist and his leadership. Mm. Nathan, that's a very good point because we notice that also uh, Revelation 17 and 18 in those chapters talk to us about that division of those ten, su ten superpowers. Right, right. It even says how God drives up the Euphrates River so that armies of the kings of the east can march across them. So what's happening is, is that the Antichrist now, and here Daniel 11, has to put down a rebellion. 
Uh, he goes down to the king of the south and he subdues him. In other words, Africa he can't stand against the might of the Antichrist army. The king of the north can't stand against the might of the armies of the Antichrist. So what the Antichrist does, though, is he's a little worried because he hears about the kings of the east. Now, this is where we finally have Asian Bible prophecy, brother. Believe it or not, Asia has <laughs> a hugeness, its population, its influence on the world, the might of the economies of China and Japan don't make it into the Bible until we get to this point here. And we see then that finally Asia's had it with the Antichrist leadership, and they march their armies east. They cross over the Euphrates River, and they're all going to meet in a particular valley in Israel. Do you know what that valley is called? Armageddon. Armageddon, brother, we are leading up to the Valley of Armageddon. So what we got now is the Antichrist has parked his army in what's called the Beautiful Land, that's another name for Israel, and he has set up his headquarters there, and he is now ready to engage against the split-off army that are coming against him. And really, that is what the Bible of Armageddon is being set up to. Excellent point. And Nathan, of course, in Revelation 12 and other passages cover uh, much of these uh, forces that are going to come. And, you know, I like verse 41 because that's the ultimate land. They're, they're entering into the glorious land. They are. They are. And, and there's no stopping them. I mean, he's taking the power. He's got the armies of the world behind him. These splinter groups can't stand up against them. But, you know, we're talking about a, a major world war here. Uh, we've already passed World War III. The Antichrist did that in his conquer in the world. You know, we're almost up near World War IV, <laughs> even, because uh, now we've got huge sections of the planet rebelling against the global government. So this global government that everyone wants, brother, it will do nothing but bring heartache, disaster, and countless deaths. You know, Nate, they, they, uh, we don't learn much from history, right? We we we, we, all, we right. We always think that somehow we're going to do things differently. We're gonna, but when man is trying to govern, there's always going to be issues. There's always going to be uh, a faults and failures because they're imperfect and incapable. Excellent point. You know, it's interesting. How, what group is the one that's trying global government the most to get that to happen? It's the humanists, and humanists believe that man is inherently good, and that. If we just talk and reason together, that we can come up with a peaceful solution. I mean, it's been the whole backbone of the Obama administration's uh, foreign policy, that you can talk to the evil dictators of Iran and Libya and all that, and work with them, and everything will just be all fine. But that's not the case. The Bible tells us that man is inherently sinful. We're evil. We need a Savior. And when you put man together and release them to do whatever they want to do, the end result is always suffering and death. Mm. And this one world government that the world wants so badly now cannot work. It's impossible. It cannot work because mankind is inherently evil and they'll always go back to their basic lusts, their evil desires, and end up destroying everything. You know, Nathan, that's the danger with power, right? That's the danger with giving to uh, one individual, certain individuals, too much power because ultimately it gets to people's heads. And, and we find that that is one of Satan's uh, 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 um, avenues, if you will, uh, for the, the pride. I mean, we, we look at Hitler, right? Nathan Mussolini. And we see throughout history the same thing. Well, that's why the, the founding fathers of the United States were so brilliant. They were strong Christians. They totally understood the need for reigning in man's impulses, their sin nature. So they created a system of three branches of government and an unspoken spoken fourth branch with the press to keep them accountable. And each would be 
be a check and balance against the other. So no one man become, could become powerful like a king again. Yet, now we live in a time period as humanism is pushing out Christianity that the humanists are in, and they believe again that, that mankind is inherently good and that it's okay to have one strong power. So we're seeing Congress weaken, we're seeing the presidency and the court system strengthen, and we see people calling out, really, you know, they're not saying the word king, but that's what they want. They want government to take care of them. They want a global government to, to stop global warming and to, to feed the people and, you know, all good things, but without Jesus Christ, without the Holy Spirit, without conquering our sin nature, we will never achieve that. And the tribulation, brother, the tribulation proves it. Mm. Because when God steps back and lets mankind rule, they end up destroying the world, and it takes Jesus Christ's return to defeat evil and set up his own kingdom. And when Jesus is king, that's when we have peace, righteousness, and justice throughout the entire planet. Hallelujah. We can't wait. We believe that's coming soon. <laughs> yeah, I believe it's coming very soon. Very there's the rapture of the church where Jesus takes those Christians off the planet before the seven-year tribulation begins, but then only gets done seven-plus years before Jesus comes back. And when Jesus comes back, brother, that's when he sets up his millennial kingdom on this planet for 1,000 years. Jesus rules and reigns from Jerusalem. There's nothing but peace, righteousness, and justice. Lives are extended to hundreds of years. Uh, the animals aren't dangerous anymore. There's peace. The Bible says that the plowshares will be, um, uh, the war, weapons of war will be turned into basically plowshares and pruning hooks. In other words, there won't be war. People won't train for war anymore. Now, the Antichrist rulership over the seven years is nothing but war and death. Right. But when Jesus Christ rules, there's nothing but peace and righteousness. Excellent point. Thank you, Nathan. Again, you're tuning to a Truth Will Set Me Free Bible Prophecy. TV Radio Edition, Big Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're talking about the Antichrist demise in Daniel chapter 11 again for those of you that are following us via facebook there at twave.tv follow our live link and go ahead if you want to blog there your questions or your comments you feel free to do so there with us on the chat box uh you know nathan you made a very good point verse 41 here proves that all these people suddenly elect if you will this world president thinking that he's going to offer them all these kind of things and then i guess they begin to realize the mistake that they made and there in verse 41 that's why we see this uh rebellion uh, where the countries, uh, uh, many countries shall be overthrown and then uh, we see all of a sudden like this whole system begin to collapse and their trust on this leader. That's a good point. That's a good point. And it's interesting if you've noticed in the caveat there in 41 is that these shall escape his hand. Edom, Moab, and the prominent people of Ammon. Now Edom, Moab, and Ammon were the enemies of the Israelites. They were on the east side of the Jordan River and today they comprise what's called the nation of Jordan. Mm. In other words, when the Antichrist comes through Israel and camps there, for some reason Jordan cannot be taken. Now, we believe that there's a previous war called the Psalm 83 war where Israel will one day have control over the Jordanian territory. And so we know then that if the Antichrist cannot control that territory, the Jewish people, when the Antichrist desecrates the temple midway through the tribulation, they flee from there, and many theologians believe that this area, the land of Moab and Ammon, in other words, Jordan, is where the Jewish people will flee and hide there during the second half of the tribulation and be supernaturally protected by God. Uh, and Nathan, that has always been one of the most fascinating uh, passages. And uh, not only that, but also this place called Petra. 
that I have yet to visit. I know you have been there in Israel, and a lot of this, this is talking about those areas. Well, I've been to Israel three times, but I've never been down to Petra, which is in Jordan. It's, it's a quite a way out. It takes the whole day, and you have to get uh, Jordanian guides. And we've, I, we've just never uh, had that on our tour that the ministry supports in, in many years. But Dr. Reagan's been there a number of times. And for people who want to know what Petra is, they just have to watch the third Indiana Jones movie, right? <laughs> where, where the knight who had the Holy Grail, that, that's Petra. It's a, a city carved out of the rock. It's, it's very well defended. Uh, no armies can get to it easily. And uh, many believe that that's where the Jewish people, a remnant, will be kept, will be protected by God as we read in Revelation. Excellent point. And Nathan, you know, it's interesting because even Hollywood, they, there's so much uh, biblical uh, uh, things that people out there, they just don't believe the Bible. That's the thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they do. I, you know, I don't think in Petra you've got some 700-year-old knight guarding a grail, but it could be very well the location where the Jewish remnant will be protected the second half of the tribulation. Absolutely. Excellent point. And Nathan, again, also I noticed there those following verses, verse 42, it says he shall stretch out his hand against the countries, and now it says of the land of Egypt, and they shall not escape. So different location here now. Yeah, well, again, the, the Antichrist was battling the king of the south, and likely the king of the south is more than just over Egypt like it was during the intertestamental period. And so likely it's the king over all of Africa is what I think. But uh, so the land, in other words, the land of Egypt shall not escape. And that's the point, too, is that Israel, even though they were enslaved by Egypt for 400 years, they also, once they were their own nation, turned to Egypt all the time for help. Right. And at this point, there is no help for the Jewish people. None. They can't even go to Egypt for help. They can't go to the United States for help. They are totally at the mercy of the Antichrist. Excellent point. Nathan, I'm looking at verse 43, and I think we can also change those words uh, to uh, more of our modern uh, words today because he, he shall have power over the treasures of gold and silver and over all precious things of Egypt and also Libya. So in other words, not only will he have control over e economy, but also everything else uh, that, that has to do with, with power. Oh, exactly. Excellent point. Hey, you know, it's interesting, back when the Jewish people wanted a king, and Samuel warned them that if you got a king, right. he would take your money, your sons for war, and your daughters for wives. And that's exactly what a king does. They, they're not content with the amount of power they have. They always want more. They crave more. And the Antichrist won't just crave world rulership and world adoration, but he will confiscate everything for him. I mean, it's the ultimate communism. He will control everything. He will own everything. He will take everybody's money for himself. And as we see, uh, the people of the world don't like that after a while, and they try to overthrow him, but with no luck. Excellent point. And you know, Nathan, that's why when we look at verse 43 uh, in today's vernacular, I mean, we, we consider his power and his reach. I mean, when you look at the power of technology, the internet, satellite, I mean, he's, he's also going to have control over all that to be able to rule the world and sort of connect the world uh, for for his purpose. It is. And it's Satan, really. That's what Satan has always wanted. He's wanted the children of God to worship him and not God. That's really what it is. Satan feels that the humans are given more attention or love or something than he and his angelic kind and rebelled against God. He wanted to worship. And he's been spending the last few thousand years trying to get the world to worship him instead of God. And he'll get that for a very brief time at the beginning of the tribulation. But we see here, 
is the way he manages, the way Satan manages, isn't out of love and respect and care. It's all about self. He's the ultimate narcissist. And after a while, people get tired of following narcissists. Mm. You know, Nathan, that, that is so true. And, and I believe there's certain lessons that we can learn, uh, again, from history and from this passage. Again, for those of you that just tuned in, you're tuned into the truth. We'll set you free. Bible Prophecy, TV Radio Edition, Big Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're talking about the Antichrist demise. And, of course, we want to encourage those of you that are tuned in. Hey, again, as you look at Bible prophecy being fulfilled right before your eyes, consider your relationship with God. Because we believe that what we're talking about here are events that we're seeing right in the news, right before our eyes. And the real question is, how are you with the Lord and your eternal uh, salvation? And we want to give you an opportunity to know that if God were to return uh, in the next uh, uh, week or month, that you would not be left behind and that you security will be in heaven because you trusted in Jesus Christ. You know, Nathan, uh, we always like to give people hope in the midst of the difficulties and of course the tribulation is like a period like never before and it's just unimaginable the things that are going to happen there but while we're talking about that god has an open window and opportunity today for people to be able to escape all that right nathan he does he promises that the wrath of god his wrath shall never befall those who are his children and the tribulation is all about god's wrath from the very first seal judgment that Jesus opens all the way to the seventh bowl judgment, 21 judgments of God that are about his wrath upon the world, to get the world to repent and uh, for the Jewish remnant to turn to him as Savior, for Jesus to return in victory. All that's what the tribulation is for, but the tribulation is not meant for mm. those who have accepted to be the Savior in this time yes. period. We are promised what's called the rapture of the church, where Jesus will come, he will call us up to the clouds, and we will be raptured, caught up, taken up, off this earth to meet the Lord up in the clouds, and then we will dwell with the Lord in heaven forever. So, if you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, if you pray from your heart, Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Savior. This mm. promises to do this, that will forgive you of your sins, He will take away your guilt, and He will give you a future with Him in heaven forever. Woo! Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Nathan, for sharing that good news. And we want to encourage people with the good news of Jesus Christ. And all these events, yes, they are going to happen. And they're here for us to read about them, but also to encourage us to move quickly and make a difference in this world before all the opportunities are gone and the rewards that we can earn from using our gifts and talents. So we want to encourage you, stay close to the Lord, spend time with Him and uh, maybe you have just accepted the Lord as a Savior from wherever you tune into our program. Know that God loves you and He has a wonderful plan uh, for your life. So, Nathan, thank you so much for sharing that. You know, Nate, I mean, we, we're just coming to the end here. Uh, we have a few minutes left of the program and also coming to the end of uh, Daniel 11. But I, I love what you mentioned there in verse 44. Uh, news from the East. And uh, we look at the world uh, globe map today. And you mentioned to us, uh, talking about Asia and all that. So that's China and whoever else is involved in that area. Yeah, it's amazing for such a large, populous area how it almost never is mentioned in the Bible. But definitely here, the kings of the East are clearly the, the Asian empires, uh, possibly India, uh, China, Japan, Indonesia. And they're going to band together and they're going to try to conquer the Antichrist and be done with them. We're talking about billions, billions of people, right, Nathan? They're coming together. I mean, it's just a, a war that is like nothing ever before. 
I know, as bad as World War One was and World War Two, as bad as the Antichrist, half the world population dying, half the world, brother, think of how many billions that is. At this point, now we've got almost everybody on the planet trying to kill each other or kill the Antichrist. And if Jesus doesn't step in, which we're about to read, then there would be no people left. You know, and I, I think, Nathan, as you close us with verse 45, that is actually good news because we see where the enemy is going to end. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been to the Valley of Jezreel. And once Napoleon said that, you could feel the world's armies in it, and it's that big. And it really is. It's, it's all a farming community now, and there's a, an Air Force base there at the base of a mountain. But to think that the world's armies are going to be destroying each other there and and the world's armies are the Antichrist armies against those split-off East, uh, Eastern armies. And uh, they're going to have to try to destroy each other. But when Jesus returns, then they combine and they try to take on Jesus directly. So, man, what a mess Armageddon is. And we could probably get that more into Armageddon in the next edition, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So Nathan, in verse 45, we can sort of see there uh, really the close of Revelation 19 and also Revelation 20, where will be the ultimate end uh, of Satan himself, right? Almost the ultimate end, almost. At least the end of the Antichrist and the false prophet and his government. Uh, Satan does make a, a, a little showing at the end of the millennial kingdom, but that's a different story. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, we want to leave people with something so that they would consider coming back <laughs> to, the, <laughs> to the next segment of the program in the same bat time and the same bat channel, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, Nathan, again, uh, we, we um, one thing that we always encourage people is with good news, and I hope that those that have been tuned in would understand that this is a reality, but God is on the throne, right, Nate? And God has a wonderful plan for mankind. He does. He does. He, he wants you to be saved. He wants all men to be saved. That's what he promises. You just have to trust in Jesus Christ as the Son of God and your Savior. Repent of your sins and turn back to him. Mm, praise the Lord. Well, Nathan Jones, I want to thank you so much for uh, being part of this segment of the program and also for bringing to us all that clarification into chapter 11. So it's always a pleasure to have you on. And I hope you have an awesome week, Nathan. Pleasure to be on, brother. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. And again, we thank you for tuning in to our program. We pretty much ran out of time for this segment of the program. You've been tuning in to The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition with Vic Batista and Nathan Jones as we have been looking at the book of Daniel. And of course, we want to let you know that our lines will remain open, 305-992-9537. If you're in need of prayer, we'd love to be able to pray for you. So we pray that you all have a wonderful week. Keep your eyes on Jesus. We believe He is coming very, very soon. Have a great day.